Men have their own set of challenges. Who better to give you advice than these knuckleheads? Who let them have a podcast anyway? Need <laughs> <laughs> your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle Podcast. What up, man? <laughs> Somebody's hitting puberty. That's, that is so making the podcast right there. <laughs> what up, man? Ray Ray all day. Ray all day. <laughs> uh, and pretty podcast. Dude. What up, man? And welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Yo, what up, Ray? Ray. Where is it? Finally. The Mena is back on the Battle Podcast. <laughs> oh, finally, you're back. You were here last week. No, what? no, no. I get rid. Of, I get rid of Mena Mike. Oh, did it's you? Just Mena? Ma- it's just the Mena. It's a, oh, Mena's back. Mena's oh, back. Mena is, Mena is back. Multiple personalities. <laughs> you know what I'm wondering, guys? It's been a long time since we've heard any deer reports, any oh, you know, yeah. Good Samaritan acts. I mean, what the hell's going on with the redneck on this podcast? Well, well, he's working now. Yeah, I've been working, but you know. Daniel got smart and quit hiring my ass over there to help with <laughs> the deer. Hiring? I didn't know he was paying you. Uh, got he, that gig at the 7-Eleven or he, something. He's, he's paying me like we pay the Mainer. Yeah, <laughs> five times as much. We're, we're paying the Mainer five times more than he's worth, I'll tell you that much. Absolutely. But yeah, dude, if you want, to, if you want a little report, we got the, uh, the dance recital coming up for my daughter's dance. So we built a music box that... You know, Ooh. like the little, the the little, the old school little. You know, you, they open the box and the little ballerina's there and spins around. Nice, nice. So we built a music box that they're, they're, they're one of the ballerinas will be on the music box, and then we built a couple tables for the whole uh, newsies scene where they're dancing on the tables. And at the barn, we actually did a singing in the rain scene. You know, you you screw. You should be hitting up Handy Candy. She could help you with this stuff. Uh, you know, I got this. Yeah, I've been to a I few mean, establishments yeah. that were dancing on the table. And- yeah. <laughs> there were no poles on these oh, tables. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> there's plenty of poles in that barn, I can tell you that much. There are plenty of poles in the bar. Yeah. Popa. <laughs> Popa. But the best thing that we're building, the funnest thing that we're building, are air cannons for the confetti. Nice. Oh, nice. man. I, you want to talk about redneckifying? Let me tell you what. We took... You ever hear of a, a bead cedar? You Stone know what cold. a bead cedar is? No, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. All right, so it's it's a it's a, a large air tank that has a cone that comes to a point at the end, and they use it to seat the beads on really big tires. Like on, they can use them on tractor tires and stuff like that. We took two bead cedars, redneckinized them, and make confetti cannons you out. You guys think you're like Jeez. the old school freaking <laughs> 18. <laughs> oh, yeah. After hearing about the icy hot on your man gems, I wasn't sure what you, what the hell you were going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. If y'all are wondering what we're oh, talking oh, about, it's all downhill here. from here. If y'all are wondering what we're talking about, go back to episode number 94. <laughs> you'll, yeah. get a, you'll, you'll get a grasp on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want or to grasp not. that one. You don't Ooh, want to grasp anything. Goodness. Something tells me you may come up empty-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I want some stuff. hand sanitizer before you listen to that one. <laughs> before and after. <laughs> Main Mike, you look like you got something you want to say, guy. You all right? No, I forgot. No, oh, no, geez. seriously. No, at, at your barn. What else is at the barn? 
whole bunch of bullet shells. There are a whole bunch of bullet <laughs> that shells. That my kids still didn't pick up. Yeah, well. There I goes Mike over there, Mr. Good Samaritan. Oh, I was, yeah, I'll be I'll back. I'll bring the kids over. I'll bring the kids over. I'm going to pay him 10 cents a shell to pick it up. <laughs> what made me laugh is when he looked at me and said, yeah, I've been thinking about something to do f for fun with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, dude, it's 95 degrees Those out here. get hot. <laughs> you want to bring your kids out in an open field at 95 degrees and have like an Easter egg hunt with freaking metal, uh, you know, casings. Casings. So yeah. Like, it sounded like a great idea at the time. Well, you Child know, labor laws, kid. Dude, I, I, I told Mike, I said, hell, for 10 cents a round, I'll pick him up and send you an invoice. <laughs> you we, need, we need to go shoot at their grandmothers, you know, pay you 65 bucks. Yeah, now, 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 hold on just a second. Yeah. With that statement, now, you got to be really careful with that because punctuation means everything. We're not going to shoot uh, at uh, the grandmothers. We're I don't shoot. need to hear about what you're punctuating. <laughs> we're going to shoot. You're in there, we're right? Gonna, we're going to shoot comma at the grandmother's <laughs> house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's yeah. true. See, we're not going to shoot at the grandmothers. <laughs> punctuation means everything. I, and I tried to save him. I tried to save Mike. You guys know <laughs> yeah, I did. He did. He as did. soon as he opened his mouth and said, yeah, I'm going to come back with the kids and we're going to yeah. pick up all these rounds. I'm like, Mike, no, you're not. It's a like, great idea. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, dude. Yes, I'm coming back. I'm like, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> still you're mad lucky. At Ray's nicer than me. I would have been calling him. Where you at, dude? Yeah. You're coming to <laughs> I'm, I'm still mad. I'm still yeah. mad at those So kids. are we. You lied to us. No, I'm yeah. mad. no, you can be mad at the kids. <laughs> you don't be mad no, at don't me. blame it on the kids, dude. Don't start that shit. We ain't going tried, on that road. I tried to get Mikey out there. Don't, you're going to blame my guy, five-year-old. <laughs> Although he does make the rules, don't he? Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. How'd that feel in the old scissor? Oh, it felt fine. Something felt about fine. that was just wrong, Johnny. <laughs> Maybe you need to fill that sack with some bullets. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Nice. Man. You know I love you, man. I love you too, brother. You're yeah. talking about all these empty shells and casings and people not following through what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not get crazy, you know? Uh, man, uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on uh, on guns? Ooh. I love this topic because sensitive topic. It's, a sen it's a sensitive topic, it in our especially with what just happened. What a week ago, two weeks ago, a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's a it's a touchy one for sure. Well, and I think it's one that we need to talk about. I think it's you know we don't need to hide from it. We're not ostriches. We're not going right. to dig a hole in the sand and stick our head in it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, first of all, you know, Second Amendment. Yeah, you know that's the thing I think that really baffles me the most. It's like how many people in this country don't understand what the Second Amendment truly is. Right. You keep hearing people talking about hunting. Yeah. You know you don't need this to go hunting. Uh, the Second Amendment does not address your right to go hunting. Correct. What's well, that word, militia? Yeah, it's you know it's to protect you from the tyranny of the government. You know, In other words, you know we have to be able to protect ourselves. And the thing that always blows my mind is, is that, you know, well, you, you got a definition, don't you, right? Yeah. I can get the definition. You going to give me a minute? Go ahead, man. <laughs> a hot minute. I know you're redneck. It's going to take you about 15 minutes to read this definition. A well <laughs> no, regulated. Don't do that to our <laughs> so, so the Second Amendment just, you know, explained. And, you know, basically states a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Pretty simple. And it doesn't mention anything about musket loaders. It doesn't mention about, you know, semi-automatic. 22. 22, 380, 308. 
you know, doesn't mention any specific. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, look at the weapons that our military has. Yeah. So yeah. If you have a hostile takeover, say the government wanted to do a hostile takeover in our country and they have the means to have the weapons that they have at their disposal, how would we ever be ever be able to defend ourselves with 22 rifles and, uh, you know, pop guns? Well, you know, initially militia, people hear the word militia, just like they hear masculinity. They think, oh, no, that's a bad that's thing. Good point, right? That's such a bad thing. Well, you got to look at your history because, you know, the militia is what helped win the freedom of this country from England. Exactly. Yep. You know? That's it exactly. That's what Minute happened when, when the Revolutionary War rang out in this country. When it first shot, rang out in Concord, Massachusetts. Lexington. The rising Here we up. go. Here we go. Rising up of the militia. Damn Yankees. Hey. <laughs> We are the militia. <laughs> right. And, and, and represent New England. Exactly. And we, we have taken that and we've like made it into some kind of, I don't know. Like Something a, bad. Like a bad, it's bad. Like it's a bad word. No. A militia is a militia is a good thing. It honestly is. It's not a gang of no. people with, with guns. That's well, not what it is. Right. People, you know, they hear militia and they want to equate it to uh, white supremacy and Nazis and stuff like that. That's not it. That no. is not what a militia is. A militia is a group of people that come together to protect themselves from the government should it become rancid, be, or, you know, try to take over. Or an attack from a foreign, from a foreign country. Exactly. I mean, if, if we were yeah. invaded tomorrow, we should be able to have the accessibility to weapons to defend our country. I, I guarantee you, well, in my mind, the only reason these countries haven't come to America to fight America is because they have no idea who has guns. They know that yeah. in America, you, I, I just talked to somebody from England the other day. They're like, oh yeah, as far as we know, every American has a gun. And you know what? True. Why is why is that a bad thing when China wants to come over? Mm -hmm. When And I'm talking in yeah. a militant state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They don't know. They, you know, we go to China, you know that everybody with a uniform has a gun. If they ain't got a uniform, you know they don't have a gun. So you know who to shoot. If they try coming over here in a militant, you know, way, they have absolutely no idea who has a weapon. And I think that is a good thing. It's a I very think, good thing. I think that protects us as America. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to be the first to say this, too, that one of the issues that we face in our country is we do have some people that are just plain ignorant when it comes to weapons. Yes. And, you know, we got some, some people out there that want to show them off and they want to boast about them and they want to act hard like that makes them a man or a woman or whatever. And it's at the end of the day, you know, you know, weapons, they're not to be played with like toys. You know, I mean, they have, they, they have a certain function, you know, there's a use for them, but they're not. Yeah. There's a value to, them, but you don't go around, you know, you're sticking your chest out talking about how much of a man you are because you got this gun, that gun and that gun. That's not what makes you a man. No. Not yeah. at all. Education. And, and, blaming, and blaming guns for everything is ridiculous because, you know, I've never seen a gun jump up by itself and shoot somebody. Nope. Sure hasn't. I've never seen a gun load itself. <laughs> yep. I mean, we need to start taking responsibility for the people that are handling these guns. Yes. And quit pointing the fingers at the... It's almost like somebody, you know, killing somebody with a baseball bat and blaming it on a baseball bat. Right. You know, bat shouldn't have hit him. It's the person that's wielding the bat that's a ding dong. That's it exactly. And and I'm a big proponent on education, mm -hmm. educating people. Yep. Now he, here's what I think one of the problems is: is a lot of these kids grow up 
playing these Call of Duty games and all this, and they're running around and shooting people, yep. and there's no real consequences to them whatsoever. Nope. They have no idea what a real gun does. They can regenerate. They don't understand. Yeah, one, they, they don't right. understand Endless the lives. consequences. Yep. So, like, what I did specifically, one of my children, when they were six years old, I taught them about a gun. I showed them the ins and outs. I showed them what to do, how to use it, how not to use it. I thoroughly explained to them that you do not touch this without me being around. You don't. You never go to somebody's house and touch it without them being around. But one of the biggest things that I did was instead of just shooting a piece of paper or shooting something and putting a tiny little hole in it, I took a plastic Coke bottle, half drank the Coke, shook it up so it was all really carbonated, mm -hmm. yep. set it out there, and had her shoot that. And she watched it explode. Mm-hmm. To get the point across that whatever you point this at and pull the trigger at goes bye-bye. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. Well, There's no the, coming back. I think back. the key to what you're saying here, Ray, that and a lot of people miss the boat is, is the education aspect. Education yes. is yep. key. If, yep. you're, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you're hiding weapons from your kids and not talking about them, you're putting yourself and them in mm -hmm. a very bad situation. Yes. Exactly. And, and that's where bad things happen is when parents think that they're protecting their kids by hiding weapons and not educating them on them. And then the kid finds it and he thinks it is a toy or she thinks it's a toy toy because in their video game or in their world of make believe, which these kids run around in a lot, it's not real. And there's right. like Mike, you said you regenerate. Yeah, I mean, you can regenerate and get a medical pack. Oh, I got shot five times. Oh, got to get my medical pack and oh, I'm back in the game. It's like, yeah. And they don't, no. they, some of them don't have the ability to exactly. understand the difference between fantasy and reality. No, right. my granny always used to say curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, because yeah. they got the gun and went, oh, kapow, Whoops, <laughs> there goes the cat, <laughs> you know, because they weren't taught about it. But education is is key. But one of the biggest problems that I see is that people want to blame the guns. They want to blame the guns and not the person holding the gun and using the gun. So it's basically like blaming, you know, somebody's cut on their forehead because they bled all over the place. Well, no, you just cracked them in the head with a bottle. You know, mm -hmm. so you got to address the true situation that, and it's the people and the mindset of those people. Yeah. So actually, I have a stat when it comes to accidental gun gunshots. So 1% of all gun deaths are accidental. 1%. 1%. Yep. You're listening to The Battle Podcast, a GSR podcast production. And now for that brief infomercial that you've come to love and appreciate. Going up. What up, men? Thank you for listening as we know your time is valuable. Have we helped you or anyone you know better their life? Will you consider helping us to grow with a gift or a sponsorship? A little goes a long way, and we need you to help spread the word. Because of you, we can make this continue to be a free resource for people all around the world. Email us at thebattlepodcast at gmail.com or give securely at paypal.me slash thebattlepodcast. Email us battlepodcast at gmail.com or paypal.me slash the battle podcast we appreciate you and we thank you for listening and supporting and your generous gifts that keep us going now back to the show yep and which uh, that means people are doing a better job of educating their kids yep and it said let's see one of the other ones that said uh Preventable or accidental gun-related deaths increased 10% in, 20, in 2020, which, tw you know, 
10% on top of the 1% is not a big jump. And then hang, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Read that again. So preventable or accidental gun related deaths increased 10%, meaning 10% of that, of that 1%. 1%. Exactly. Gotcha. So, so, but they want to write it out. So it sounds exactly, like it jumped to 10% yes. yep, yep. total. And exactly. And it's just, I'm going down the list. Like there was a, what was a really interesting stat about, um, let's see. So you brought up about the Second Amendment and mm -hmm. it being oh, after the Civil War, you know, the thing that's getting the most like gun lobbies and NRA and like they're just talking like they got to get rid of them. Well, NRA uh, declared bankruptcy in last year mm -hmm. um, and they gave less money to their the 2020 election than any social media by far. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just like everybody's like, oh, it's the NRA's fault. It's the NRA. It's all these people working together. No. The NRA is pretty much they, they, they've 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 done everything they can to kill the NRA. Yeah, and here's the thing: mm -hmm. is all the members of the NRA yeah. are not the ones out there creating, causing yeah. these murders, and yeah. doing these murders yeah. and everything. So they're mm -hmm. the only organization that gets blamed for yeah. everything that none of their members are yeah. doing. And the NRA was created after the Civil War, right? 1871. Well, and, and the, the problem is is people, and that's what we're not addressing. Is, yeah. is the people problem and in our culture, one of the issues that we're facing, they're saying, well, why are these kids doing this and why are these kids doing that? Well, these kids are being told it's all about them. They have, they lack empathy. They lack uh, sympathy. They, they, they don't, in their mind, it's just not real. Yeah, they don't, they, they, they don't have the discernment between what they're doing on yeah. TV and what they decide to do in real life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a heart issue, too. I think it's more than just a mind issue. I think it's a heart issue. Well, the other thing, too, is it's like video games. Everybody wants to blame video games, too. But you know what? That goes back to the parent. The same thing about yeah. education. This is a game. It's not real. This is not how things work in life. You don't go around just shooting people. I mean, I mean, I think the issue is, is we've got a lot of parents that are not, ha not having tough conversations with their kids, and they're depending on other people to raise them and to teach them. And... When you're taught from a very young age from other sources to be scared and afraid of, of weapons, and then you got these kids that are out there that are being bullied or going through you know traumatic situations, well, they want to look for a source of empowerment. Well, how do I get power? How do I get you know recognition? How do I get my respect? Well, it's a lot easier to grab a gun and go try to take it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and, and we got to take some responsibility as that for that as a culture. Well, that's what I was getting at. I wasn't blaming the games. That's why I said that the kids don't have the discernment mm -hmm. between what's real and what's not. Right. And then that's why, because the parents aren't communicating. They're not having those, those tough conversations with these kids. They, you know. Well, you remember Guitar Hero. Yeah. When Guitar Hero came out. Oh, I can you know, play People guitar thought now. they could play guitar. Right. I can play guitar now. Right. And, I, I, and, and I I, I'm buttons. in agreement with you. The yeah. same thing with a, with a, a gun. Yeah, but they, they got to have, you got to have those conversations with these kids. So when the kid's getting bullied, how many of these parents know that their kid's getting bullied? I guarantee you half of them don't because no. if they knew, they'd be doing something about it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, most parents aren't having conversations with their kids. That's what I'm getting I at. I mean, think about it. Back in the old days, where was the meeting place in the house? Dinner table. Yeah. How many people eat at the dinner table? Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I can tell you, we do at my house. Yeah, we do here too. You know, I mean, but... There, I talk I to, to a lot better. of people that people that <laughs> yeah. they yeah. don't. I'm with you, Mikey. And when you when you don't at eat at the dinner table, you're not having those conversations. You're not having conversations. Yeah. You know, when you're putting around a table, you're you're put in a situation where you're forced to communicate. Yes. Yep. You know, and you can tell 
by looking at your kids and looking at your spouse or whatever, what you know, that they're not in a good place. Yeah, something's mm-hmm. good, something's bad. Yeah. So and a lot of times we've lost that in America where yep. the TV now takes precedent over conversation. Or yep. the phones. You, you can say, yeah, we all eat dinner together. We're all staring at our phones, but we all eat dinner together. No, T- our phones are not allowed at the table. Right. Yep. They're not allowed there. You, we have to have a conversation. And it turns out absolutely great. You know, if you guys want to do something, set those phones down, set them down, play a board game, mm-hmm. you know, go, go old school. But, you know, I can tell you with 100% confidence that 100% of guns don't kill people. Right. People using guns kill people. Uh-huh. And that's the thing that we need to understand. That's the thing that we need to deal with in our culture and our society today is, is addressing, you know, we talk about mel- mental illness a lot in our country. Well, we're the most medicated country in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have more people on medication. We are throwing medication at these kids left and right. If you're depressed, if you feel anxious, if you're, you know, whatever it may be, we want to constantly throw Pills, 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 opiates at them left and right. And then we wonder why they struggle with mental issues. Right. You know, or why they don't think straight or how they can't, don't have coping mechanisms and things of that nature. You know, we want to blame the gun, but we don't want to look at the problem, which is the person that has a gun. It's like I was sharing with you guys, we we keep hearing this thing about, uh, you know, background checks. Yeah. Yeah. I was sharing with you guys before we come to the podcast. I'm like, my mom, right now, I know that she, she suffers with, uh, She's a paranoid schizophrenic. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I've seen it. I've read up on it and I see what she does and it's what she is. She hasn't been diagnosed. Right. She could go down right now, fill out an application for a weapon. She's never been arrested, never had any problems with the law, never had any issues with violence. I mean, law abiding, never had any problems, but she's a paranoid schizophrenic. She can go down there, fill out an application to get a, get a weapon. And when they do a background and check on her, what are they going to find? Right. Nothing. Nothing. But then, you know, this person could have a weapon. Yeah. What's the background check going to do? Nothing. It's going to keep honest people honest. <laughs> yep. That's, that's all it. it does. Well, the whole seven-day wait period and all that stuff, that keeps honest people honest. Because the people that are out here committing these crimes, these are not people who are acquiring guns legally and lawfully. So why do we, why do we want to make it painful on law-abiding citizens and make it easier on, on criminals? That's it, exactly. But see, people don't see it that way. Control. Yeah. They, they, they don't see it that way. They look at, all they can see is the gun. They, they don't look at the real issue. No, I think Fritz hit it on the nail on the head. It's about control. Oh, yeah. It's about yeah. herding us all into the same pen. Yeah. yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's somebody trying to control us in a certain area of our lives that they feel like they have no control. Mm-hmm. Mike, did you have any stats on... I guess it would be uh, robberies or murders or anything stopped or prevented by people with guns. I think that was where, let's see, hold on. That was what I was looking at on that on. Um, you probably man. don't. And you want to know why you Cause, don't? Because they don't report it. No, not, <laughs> not, not that they don't report it. They don't record it. Oh, there you go. Record. They are only recording That's good the call. murders the suicides and all that stuff. They're not recording yep. how many of these murders, suicides, and robberies were prevented by law, law-abiding law citizens. Hence, like the church, was it a church, was it in California, that church? Yeah. 
where they law-abiding carry gun-carrying citizens is yep. what stopped that mass shooting. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But there's nothing that's going to go into a category, a number that's going to put one in there for the good guys. Nope, they won't do it because it goes against the agenda. Actually, Ray, that was funny you mentioned that because I that was one of the ones I struggled finding. Yeah. Like I have it empty right here. You're like, hey, Mike, look at this, and I'm like, I couldn't find anything. Well, they don't talk that. about what those citizens went they through don't for want a clean to, shoot. They don't right. want. They don't want it out there. I did that on purpose because they don't want it out there. Exactly. It's not. It, they intentionally do not record it, so that this way they can never say, oh, well, you know, Good today, you know, fifteen hundred, you know, felonies were prevented by armed citizens. Well, it goes mm-hmm. back to what you said. How many? How many weapons are in the United States? Yeah, I told you about that today. Um, so 32% say they personally own a firearm, but that's admitting to it. And it means about, let's see, more than 82 million people own registered guns. That's just registered. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Wasn't a stat like 400 million weapons between the military and yep. civilians oh, yeah. in America? That doesn't count the ones lost in the boating accident. Yeah. They're estimated <laughs> right. to be 400 million guns in the United States between police, military, and American civilians. And but, those are the ones that are registered. But 98% of them are owned by civilians. That's what I was just about to say. Hello. There, there are more weapons in the hands of civilians in America than in the military. The equivalent of 120 firearms per 100 citizens. And the average of each, the average gun-owning American admits to having five firearms. Yep. And, and you know, for some people out there listening to this, that probably scares the shit out of you. <laughs> But doesn't you know what? Scare me. It doesn't no. scare me. What it makes me feel comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. I want to have a good guy with Agreed. a Agreed. Let me tell you something. When I'm going out to eat mm-hmm. and I see a guy wearing a nice shirt and some khaki pants in this tacky black fanny pack, I want to sit next to that man. Because mm-hmm. I know he's not wearing that fanny pack for style. He's not wearing that fanny pack to carry his wallet. He's wearing that fanny pack to carry his weapon. And guess what? I want to be back to back with that mm-hmm. man just in case the shit hits the fan. Honestly, good. Honestly, mm-hmm. well, anybody that has a weapon, if you that has any kind of sense about them, doesn't ever want to have to use it. Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, why would you? Why would you ever want to have to use a weapon? You don't. Mm-hmm. You yep. pray to God that you never have to use it. But if that's right. But you're, if you're in a situation that that happens, you have the ability to protect yourself and your family. Exactly. Yep. You know, and, and that that's really what it comes down to for, for the majority of, of gun owners. I, I equate it to a fire extinguisher. You know what I mean? And and here's here's how I equate that to a fire extinguisher is if your house catches on fire and you have a fire extinguisher there, you can resolve it in a timely manner. You can take care of it. Now, if you come home and your entire kitchen is on fire, you're not going to run in there to grab the fire extinguisher to try to put it out. You're not going to do it. You're going to you're going to you're going to stay out of your house. You'll let it burn. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Make sure the kids are out. So what I'm getting at with that is that somebody I had somebody ask me. You know, they they knew that I I carried I concealed and all that. And they're like, so what are you going to do? If somebody comes up to you and sticks a gun in the back of your head and says, "Give me your wallet." I looked at him and said, "I'm going to handle my wallet. wallet. <laughs> Give him my wallet." It's well, got the upper hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so why are you carrying that gun? I said, I'm carrying that gun to protect myself. And by in that situation, giving that man my wallet would be protecting myself. Just because you have it don't mean you have to use it. Correct. That's good. Because once that bullet leaves that gun, there ain't no taking it back. Right. But it goes back to what you said about education. You need to make sure you know how to use the weapon and use it properly and safely. 
Exactly. And you're educated on it, and it's not a, it's not for show. It's not a toy. It's not to be talked about. If you're a concealed weapon, if you have a concealed weapons permit, you shouldn't be bragging about that. Right. That's exactly. not something you want to go around just telling people. You should never want anybody to know that you have a weapon on you. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, if a guy's a black belt, you're not going to know it. Yeah, how many yeah. guys walk around with a black belt on the outside of their clothes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you just, yeah. What's up, man? Well, well I'm, like, I'm a black belt. Like I mentioned to you, you know, knowing when to use it, when not to use it. I told you all about that situation in the parking lot where, you know, there's a domestic battery going on right in front of me. And my initial instinct was cover, pull, and get ready for some action. Then thought process kicks through and goes, no, this, that's not, that is not the I'll, right solution. Call 911. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. it. Exactly. You know, and, and that's what it's all about. Education, learning what you're capable of, what you're not capable of. I was doing training one time and we were in a clear house. So what that means is that you're walking through this house and it's got rooms and stuff and they've got posters of uh, different situations like, you know, a robber pointing a gun at you, a robber holding somebody hostage, you know, stuff like that. So you're walking through this and you're clearing the house. So I, I peek around a corner and there's a poster of a robber holding a civilian or somebody in front of him and all I can see is his head. So I come back and I take cover and the instructor says, hey, what are you doing? I said, I'm calling in a hostage situation. He goes, why are you calling in a hostage situation? I said, because I'm not confident that I'm going to shoot that, shoot that bad guy in the head and not hit that innocent person. I said, I know where he's at. He's in this room. I'm calling in a hostage situation. I'm calling the cops, letting them know where they're at and let them know what's going on, period. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he goes, that is a very wise decision. He goes, now that guy's advancing you and you don't have a choice. And then that changes the situation, changes the situation. And, and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. But in that current situation, that that's what you have to do. You have to educate yourself. You have to know yeah. your limitations. You don't well, know situations till you know situations. Right. I think too, there's a big difference between being in fear for your life and getting ready to get your ass kicked. Right. Exactly. And I, said, and I think that that's where the, the lines get blurred a lot of times. Like back in the day, you know, you get out and you get into fisticuffs, you get throw a few punches, you get in a fight, whatever. Yeah. Now people that, you know, people want to get, you know, the, the first thing you want to do is, is think about pulling out a weapon that, you know, you're really supposed to pull out a weapon if you're in fear for your life. Right. You know, somebody slapping you or getting physical with you. I mean, you know, it might get, learn how husband. to fight. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's good. And, and, and there's, there's just so many different situations. Like, like I said earlier, you know, just because you can don't mean you should, you know, there's a, there's yeah, a lot of, to that. there's a lot of repercussions that run through your head. You know, if somebody's stealing your car at a gas station and in, in, in our state, you can use, you can legally use your firearm to prevent a felony. But right? is it worth killing somebody over? That's it. Exactly. So not just that, car. not just that, but think about this. Say you fire off two rounds. One hits that guy and the other one misses and hits, you know, hits little Tommy walking out of the McDonald's. You're going to jail. No, you are still legally covered, but you are going to live with that for the, the rest, rest of, of your life mm -hmm. that you shot a little kid but on you, accident. Well, hold on now, but you've got to be able to prove that, yes. that you were in fear for your life or you were in yes. danger. Yes. Somebody jumping in your car and getting ready to drive it off and steal it. But is, that's, why I, that's why I was saying in, the, in our state, you can use your firearm to prevent a felony. Right. So, mm -hmm. but that's why I was saying you need to know. Goes you back know, to wisdom and discernment. Is bingo. this car correct? Now, if somebody comes up in your car when you're in it with your family, nah, sorry. If you, right. somebody's coming into your house, mm, right. sorry. You know, you know, I had an instructor even tell me one time, he says, here's, how, here's what you got to think about. He goes, say you come home 
and there's a man on top of your wife. Now think about this real quick. If you fire a shot at that guy, you know what's going, going through him. Not just that, but say it doesn't. Well, what happens if it that was your wife's lover and you didn't know about it? Mm. You just committed murder. Legally, you're allowed to use it to prevent rape and a felony. But if it was consensual, you just committed murder. Well, I a guess a whole would, lot. You are ooh. very. You are very. If she was screaming, that'd be one thing. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You're yeah, right, Ray. You, you just, don't know you what just, you don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I'm getting at is there comes a real, real heavy responsibility to owning a firearm. It's not something to be taken lightly by any means. You you possess a huge amount of responsibility. Training, training, training. If you're training. not responsible enough, man enough, and intelligent enough to do it, don't, don't own a weapon. Don't, don't own it. Bingo. Exactly. Stay away from them. I didn't get my first one till I was 26 because of my anger issues. I was in the military. I've handled military weapons, and I still get nervous around weapons. You should, you know, and because if you don't, an immense amount of respect mm -hmm. for a weapon. Yeah, right. I worry what, about you. What 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 happens is when you see people that get over there and they want to just flip them around like they're toys. Yeah, stay away from those people. Yeah, because they're not toys. They're to be taken very seriously. They're not to be played with. You know, mm -hmm. there's to be respected. You should make sure that you're educated. That you're edu And if you're the leader of your home, you need to make sure that you're educating your wife, your yes, children. Correct. People and they need to know if you have a weapon, where it is, why it's there, and what what they should and shouldn't buy a safe. Yeah. You know, yes. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up, John, because that's something I've been like, do I get a gun? Am, do I feel confident? I mean, we were just shooting at Ray's house recently, and I was like, do I feel 100% confident? No, I don't. I'm not gonna buy a gun unless I sit down and like work it out and do some testing and yep. you know, shoot it. You know, go to a shooting range and and feel comfortable. Everybody so should do that, Mike. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody mm -hmm. that's yep. even considering owning no, a gun yeah. or owns a gun. You should, should never own a weapon if you've never Correct. been through a course or been taught. Or, yes, sir. Good. I mean, that that's just something you don't want to play around with. Mm -hmm. Just because you can get one don't mean you should have one. Exactly. Yep. Yes, sir. Exactly. And that, and, Copy that. And that reason right there, Mike, is why I am always more than willing to meet somebody at the range. Mm -hmm. And and I'll, t I'll, bring, I'll bring what I have, and, and I will sit there and educate you on everything. My grandfather had some wise advice when I was younger. He says, you know, you never get hurt learning how to ride a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. It's once you think you know how to ride. Correct. Same thing with a gun. Mm -hmm. It is continuing good. education, continuing practice. Because if you think, oh, yeah, I know how it works and how everything goes, I'm good. And you don't touch it for five years, you done forgot everything. Yeah, take mm -hmm. it from a guy who picked up a baseball bat and hadn't played softball in 15 years. <laughs> Popped a rib. I popped that Pop McRib. McRib. <laughs> McRib is out. McRib is out. That McDouble done tore me up. The McDouble. Oh, he didn't get no man. McDouble on that rib. No, he, no, he was out. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, really, guys, it really comes down to common sense, maturity, wisdom, and discernment. Mm -hmm. You know, to understand, there's an old saying that says, know thine self. If you know that you're that dude, don't get a weapon. They're not toys. You know, they're, it doesn't make you a man. Let me say that again for all the men that are listening to this podcast. If you think owning a weapon makes you a man, you are still a boy. If you feel the need, you got to sit down and post everything and show everybody and, you know, puff your chest about, I got this and I got that. You need to grow up, you know. Now, get, don't get me wrong. There are certain, you know, groups of, you know, circles you run in with men in your life that you can say, hey, I got this weapon, ch check it out or whatever. But, I mean, if you're one of them dudes that's got to put it out on social media to show everybody what you got, you got no business having a weapon. No business at all. Because... If you want people to look at you like you're a man because you got a gun, you're uh, 
you're a dumbass. I'm just going to tell you right now. And make sure that you are educating your family. Bring your children up to understand and, and, and know what a weapon is, what it does, how it works, you know, what's the purpose of it, and constant education. And then I want to, I'm going to put something else that, out there for you men that are listening to. There's a word that we struggle with because we got a real pride issue. It's called humility. Quit acting like you friggin' know everything, okay? If you got a friend, and one of the things that I've learned over the years is I have a couple of friends that know more about weapons than I do, okay? So when I get with those guys, I, I get become humble and I act like a beginner and say, hey, what do you think about this? What's your thoughts on this? Go over the safety tips. Talk about it. Every time we've ever gone shooting or been on a range, we do this every single time. And it's called humility. Understand that you don't know everything and it's okay. You don't look like less of a man because you don't know every intricacy of every weapon. You look like an idiot and a boy when you pick one up and act like you know what you're doing and you don't. You know, I would rather fear a weapon then get too brazen with one. So, you know, are guns bad? No, guns are not bad. People that use guns improperly, they're bad. And if you, you know, if you know people like that or you are around people like that, you need to stay away from them because they're dangerous. And you as men that, you know, you have a responsibility as being leaders of your families, do not have your children and your wives in a company of fools. Because bad things can happen. Be smart. Be wise. Use discernment. And remember, you know, it's one of those things that you have to think about on a continual basis. And Ray hit it on the head. Constant education. Re-education. You put it down, you ain't touched in a while, you better get out there and use it a few times and make sure you know what you're doing before you start showing it off. Because you don't want to be on the other side of that weapon when it goes off and causes some serious damage. You know, normally I get all ate up and get going on these on these uh, monologues at the end of our podcast, but this is such a serious thing that I think that I want to make sure that this is more of a teaching moment than it is anything else. Make sure that you're smart about what you do because that, my friends, is where the rubber meets the road. <laughs>